Average Joe Travels the California Inscape Season 6 Body Double Trouble Episode 5 The Corpse Who Knew Too Much Story conceived and written by Penguin Pete Dead heat between Clyde Wren and Dodge Zelko at Rock Paper Scissor Featuring the vocal stylings of This Is Signal with Asher Ephraim as Spanky. There I was, with a leprechaun under a graveyard next to a smashed empty casket, having plunged through a pit at the bottom of a grave into unknown darkness. A shadowy figure now loomed over us from just outside the circle of light from the sky, but I still remained on the ground until I'd felt out my neck bones to make sure there weren't any missing. I'd hit the concrete flooring jawbone first. It was one of those days. Spanky surprised me by reaching into his hat and extracting a large emerald gemstone. He whispered a few ancient words into it, and it lit up like a green torch, showing us just what we'd tumbled into. That was quite handy, since I'd smashed my own flashlight with my ribs on the way down. There was a whole catacomb system around us. It was quite an operation to my eyes. Some great trouble had been taken to shore the place up with scaffolding under each grave plot, which they would of course need to hold up coffins under their packed-in dirt seal. I shakily got to my feet, discovering an ache that told me not to rely too heavily on my left leg. Am I getting too old for this? Drawing my revolver from my fashionable trench coat, I decided to meet our new friend. You there, Mr. Shadows, come here with your hands, claws, or tentacles up, as appropriate. Good. Turn around and place your hands behind your back. As a commercial law enforcement official appointed by Reaper's Rose Cemetery, I am arresting you for trespassing on cemetery property. And, judging from your outfit and <clears throat> scent, loitering. Is this your gurney? Tommy, real dumb guy. Oh, excuse me, that's just a vocal description. Yeah, that's fine. So, you're running a little body mining operation, are you? What sort of sicko-psychopaths, or psycho-sycopaths, are you selling all these stiff corpses to? Well, I ran made him four, see? Go on. Confession is good for what's left of your soul. There's an island in the Mediterranean, in, in the Mediterranean, see? These millionaire guys like a bit of sport, bang, bang. So I sell them the reanimated bodies, they hunt them down, and they drop dead again. I heard nobody. Body's already dead. I see. Most body snatcher cases want the corpses only. Mad scientists would just as soon the body they're dissecting for medical research stays still. Or sometimes there's a circle of rich eccentric weirdos, not that I'm one to judge, who want a mummy's ashes to snort for their seance ritual. It takes all kinds. But how sadistic do you have to be to just want to hunt down zombies for fun? That's a new one on me. What 
What's this big book you got there, Boyle? Looks to be an antique. You better let us have it. Ugh, a copy of the Necronomicon. Say, you got a name, Sonny? And where did you get this book? Um, Tommy. I ordered that out of the back of a comic book. Didn't know I was trespassed. I got a telephone call. Yeah, you almost got a telephone call from Jesus back there. Mr. McDongle, do you see a ladder anywhere in this vast underground lair? Way ahead of you, Blacko. Hey, Tommy, let's go breathe some fresh air. You first. I insist. How am I going to go up the ladder in handcuffs? I got your back, buddy. Here you go. I'm back with Mr. Hatecraft. The police are coming. Thanks, Anne. Our perpetrator is on the way up. He had a copy of the Necronomicon. Ugh, damn comics. There's a whole catacomb down here. Somebody moved right in and furnished the place. Anne, please. We're suffocating. Could we have some air? No any ventilation spells? Almost immediately, I was greeted by a sweet blast of winter air, a strong breeze blowing down to us. Everything else around me was formaldehyde and the stench of rotting corpses, some stacked on shelves. I glimpsed a skeleton hanging from one scaffolding stand. Maybe lynched himself, poor fella. Thank you, Anne. That's an impressively effective spell. That's an electric fan. Mr. Hatecraft ran it out here on an extension cord. Huh. This is Lord Mineshaft, and I spell silver or I'll be stuffed. Will you look at that tunnel? Doesn't it go to the Slater Hospital? It looks like it points in the right direction. Hey, Anne, we're going to check out this operation. It seems there's a tunnel that may lead to the hospital leading from here. Joe, we still work together, right? What would I ever do without you? Here, let me toss you the book. Oh, just drop it on the ground over there. I'll deal with it later. I'll go to the hospital and meet you guys there. Our necromancer is in custody, and Mr. Hatecraft says thank you. We just saved this Hatecraft fellow his whole family business. I'd seen his car. He was old money. He could have lost everything without us. There might even be a bonus check coming. <clears throat> well, thanks, Spanky. You sure were right about the body snatcher business. Oh, think nothing of it. Now let's go visit the abandoned haunted mental hospital. Spanky knows the way. Oh, give it a rest, Twinkletoes. The long tunnel's dirt walls gave way to an actual hospital basement corridor. It wasn't inviting, but it had a considerable improvement in air quality. There were stairs leading up, and after Spanky went, I followed, and, being taller, almost hit myself on a broom laid across the stairs. I couldn't help but chuckle as I examined it, because it was clearly intended for witches, not maintenance. Different bristle count, you see. Anne does not fly brooms, she's not versed in that department at all. The screwy Zelda day must have intentionally left it here for us to find. I could hardly wait to meet her. Spanky and I were now in the hospital ground floor proper. The place looked like it should have been condemned and torched long ago. Ceiling tiles ejecting asbestos insulation hung down overhead. Walls were rotted with mildew. Rats scurried around piles of discarded equipment and otherwise. 
And from the look out the windows, half of them busted out, or some of them even busted in, it was getting dark outside. It wasn't much, but I lit my Calibri for a bit of light myself. Spanky was still finding his way around via his glowing Blarney Stone. Bats! Ghosts. This place isn't safe. We could get consumption breathing this crumbling, rotting building. Looks to be a pretty big hospital. Wish I'd had the chance to drive past the place first. Spanky, I think we'd better... Oh, don't say it. Split up. I know it's a cliche, but this is how Abbott and Costello do it all the time. And they are famous for always getting their man. Or monster. As Spanky wandered off with his emerald illumination, I made my way by the flicker of my lighter and eventually a candle I found. Oh, I like that turn of phrase, Pete. This had been a well-stocked, busy hospital in its day. Something made obvious as I explored room to room. Curtains separating rows of institutional beds, electroshock equipment for those boring Friday nights, trays of blood-smeared surgery tools. I noted that I was also surrounded by shiny surfaces, stainless steel tables, and full-length mirrors on casters. It was all shadows and dust, with gibbering lunatic spirits moaning in the halls. That, or some of the broken windows, were letting the wind in. I should have known better than to use the old let's split up strategy. That's best left to professionals. No sooner had I turned at a noise with my back to a full-length mirror than two things happened at once. First, a coiled cobra struck at my ankle. Its bite like fire I could feel spreading in my veins instantly. And, as I weakly crouched, a hand yanked me by the back of my fashionable trench coat and pulled on me, practically dragging me by the heels. Impossibly, it felt like I was going through the mirror. Or maybe it was a trick door behind it? At any rate, I knew I was blacking out. I came to in a chair inside a pitch-dark room that was obviously not the hospital. My whole body was numb. I couldn't move except groggily. Around me, I was surrounded by only mirror panels and darkness. And then, finally, Zelda showed herself to me. Not that way. Whoopsie! You had a big spill there, adventure boy. And I see you met my pet familiar serpent, Lilith. Oh, let me show you. Look what I got! The woman, looking as much like Anne as you could expect of a doppelganger, which is a lot, held up a tarot card deck. They were Anne's, the same set she'd been fumbling with this morning at the hotel. I'd seen her pitch them in the trash after the tower card burned. Don't worry. I'm not going to bore you with that fortune teller cheese like your dame does. Hey, what's your last name, Joe? I'm Average Joe, and that's all you gotta know. Huh. And you must be Zelda. But everyone has to have a last name, or we witches would have a harder time gaining power over you. Come on, play along, or you're gonna miss out on all the fun parts. Lady, I beg you, please. I don't know what your game is, but you have no idea how much trouble you're in. 
When my partner finds you, she's going to have words for you, and they'll probably be ancient Sumerian curses. Harsh ones. Ah, how sweet that you want to save little old me. I'm just like the sexier version of your partner, aren't I? The one with whom you can share all your true desires? Madam, you're wasting your time with that femme fatale act. Anne is an agency partner like any professional. You can eat worms for all I care, but I'm more concerned for my own neck. When Anne finds us, believe me, I wouldn't want to be in fireball range. Oh, she won't find us. This is the Mere Dimension. You must have met the Mere Tribe people back in Season 1. I rented this little office from them. Yep, we're not even breathing the same air over here. She can use all the divination tools she likes. We're not even in the same plane of reality right now. I shut up and let her do the talking since she was so eager to chit-chat. Fighting the snake venom in my system and my sore ankle, not to mention the beating I'd taken from falling into a catacomb from about 12 feet up, in addition to the restless nights and the lack of good coffee, I was in no shape to leap to my feet in objection. These tarot cards are so funny. Silly gypsy toys. Looks like the tower card is missing. Yes, it caught fire when we spoke the name of your villain lair out loud. Ooh, big clue. Did you ever look at these cards yourself, Joe? Look here. Card number zero is the fool. The lore goes that the Major Arcana actually tells the story of the fool's hapless journey through the spirit realm, oblivious to the mortal dangers all around him. Are you the fool, Joe? The longer you dawdle, the closer Anne gets. Oh, what's she gonna do? Watch me with her crystal ball, probe me with her divining wand, or whip me like she did those succubus demons. That's the trouble with the right-hand path of the occult. You're stuck being a little nerdy bookworm and miss all the fun. I may be on the left-hand path, baby, but I get business done. Okay, if you're so confident that you're safe, then what are you waiting for? What are your magic powers, Joe? I'm just an average Joe. I'm, I'm just, just an average Joe. I was startled to hear my voice coming out of her mouth. Watch this gal, I thought to myself. It was clear to me that Zelda did not have the same powers as Anne. She did not have Anne's deductive divination powers, but she was obviously good at mimicry. It was a matter of figuring her out before she figured me out. Just keep her talking, and she'd soon spill her little scheme. But you see, Joe, a bright and shining talent like the legendary Anne Darkside wouldn't anchor herself to just any dum-dum. If she keeps you around, you must bring a big wand to the table. You must be a powerful sorcerer yourself, who can hide your aura from me so I can't see it, or because you're cloaked under protection runes from her. So either way, I want to know right now, what are your powers? I can whip up any omelet from scratch, from memory. You have not lived until you've tried my hollandaise sauce. Aha! Uh -huh. I bet you're a big Gary Grant fan. Never mind, you're not going to tell me. You're going to show me. Look at them. 
I could still barely move, but I managed to see where she was pointing. In the current alternative dimension we were occupying, all the mirrors in our world were like windows in the blackness here. Like one-way glass, I could see through them, but other people on the other side couldn't see us. You could just sit here and watch the whole mortal world, like a movie theater with infinite screens. There were men shaving, a woman trying on dresses, in different crowds at Times Square in New York, a baby happily playing with a crib toy, and so on forever until the reflective portals from all over Earth receded like twinkling stars in the black void. But, in two of the glass panes closest to us, I could see both Spanky and Anne now roaming the halls of the hospital. Your little ragtag team of adventurers are going to stumble right into my traps. And to save them, you're going to have to use, can you guess? Use your magic powers! <laughs> Hell of a day, huh, Joe? <laughs> <laughs>